It is time for for what here on the program, and we got some. We got some for what's, and Ben, I'll start with you. I have uh, quite the doozy that I am going to share with the good people. I'm not even going to explain it. I'm just going to play play the clip. So here, here's my for what today. Press play right now. Happened on the play. Yes, Josh Allen Smith or Josh Allen Slip. But it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure of Tennessee. I wonder why. Could it be because ten, uh, Buffalo's Pro Bowl left tackle, Taylor Lewan, was injured? If he's there, maybe that doesn't happen. But he's out. So you got a second stringer that Josh Allen's trying to go behind, and you see he got destroyed. Dawkins, whoever that is. All right, so that's the problem. You're not good in the red zone. Couple things. <clears throat> Look, I, I recognize that that people say things incorrectly while while they are talking on on these type of platforms. I do it weekly. I did it earlier in the show when I looked at my my <laughs> I looked at the, the the time on my computer and it said seven fifty five. And some reason I said nine fifty five. So I, I realize that people misspeak. I, I do it all the time, but. I have never misspoken to this level, Swain. Like, there's levels to misspeaking. That's something that if you pay attention, you catch immediately. And Chris Broussard, who is the one speaking in this video on First Things First, they show on FS1, uh, as he was discussing uh, Sean McDermott's decision to go for it on 4th and 1 on Monday Night Football the play in which Josh Allen slipped on the field and it resulted in Tennessee winning the football game. And Chris Broussard goes on to say that part of the reason was that Buffalo Bills, after he started to say Tennessee Titans, he then corrected himself to say Buffalo Bills Pro Bowl left tackle Taylor Lewan was not in the game. And that's why the play failed. What are we talking about? First off, Chris Broussard is an NBA guy. Why is he talking about the NFL? Not, not saying that others can't dabble in, in other sports, but seem, seems a, a little interesting that, that he is the, the primary focus here. Uh, maybe he shifted away from basketball. I don't know. I don't watch this show. But to have that big of a slip of the tongue tells me that, that you're not paying attention. Because, like, truly, like, I, I misspeak all the time. Sway misspeaks from time to time. Never something this egregious. Never something this egregious. And, and yes, that is egregious. If if you cover sports and, and if you are if you are doing this type of of broadcasting, whether it be radio, whether it be TV, and, and you have something to talk about like this, like you should never have that bad of a slip of the tongue. Which brings me to my rant of this is why local. And sports-specific media members are better than national media members. National media members are very entertaining. I listen to Stephen A. all the time. I, I realize that he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I think he has great thoughts, great opinions, and, and I like his personality. Same with, with Shannon Sharp. Like, I, I love listening to those two guys. Swain and I talk about them all the time. They, they crack us up. But I'm not going to Stephen A. to listen to, to his opinions about college football. 
I have college football specific podcasts that I listen to. I'm not going to Stephen A to listen to his thoughts on the Yankees deciding to bring back Aaron Boone. I'm going to go to my Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster Olney or to the Michael K show, who is the voice of the Yankees, and listen to his thoughts on the Yankees deciding to bring back Aaron Boone. Just like if if Stephen A. has some grand opinion about who Tennessee should start at quarterback this Saturday, if, if, if Hendon Hooker can't go, I would expect people to come to the Swain event or other shows in the area instead of Stephen A. And I meant to go on this rant. Last segment about the, the SEC predicted order of finish for basketball. Give that a grain of salt because here, here's my other complaint about media members. They don't pay attention as much as you think. And this is proof of it. If you pay attention, you don't have the slip of the tongue with Taylor Lewan playing for the Buffalo Bills. The, these media members out here don't love the sport and pay attention to the sport as a whole as much as y'all think that they do. Very few media members actually watch the sport as a whole and keep up with all the teams in the sport that they follow. Not saying that they necessarily have to to do their job because a lot of, a lot of media members only pay attention to their team and it, and it stops there for them. That's, that's the difference between doing a job and, and loving your job, in my opinion. So take, take the preseason order of finish with a grain of salt because I guarantee you 90% of the voters don't even know Tennessee's roster or other rosters in the league. That's why you see teams like Auburn picked 13th win the league. That's why you see teams pick 11th like Tennessee and win the league because other media members in other SEC towns don't pay attention to teams outside of the team they are covering. And, and same is said for, for national media members. There, there's just too much going on to understand the, the, the different levels of, of each team and, and all the personnel notes and, and whatnot. So that's my rant for the day. Chris Broussard gets it for what? I, I don't understand how you have that big – Big of a slip of the tongue, man. You you, <clears throat> you said that with you said that with the chest, man. And and you know I've been on this 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 uh, soapbox for a while now because you and I talk about it off the air all the time. We do. No, we do. We'll, we'll mention off the air after the show when national media members have a slip of the tongue like Chris Broussard did. We'll, we'll talk about it off air, and that's always my point that that these guys. Media members that y'all follow on Twitter and listen to their opinions on everything, they don't follow the sport as much as they probably should. They don't love it the way that you think that they do. They don't follow it the way that you think that they do. They, they do enough to do their job. They don't live it like Jason Swain and Ben McKee do. Hey, man, you ask me about Tennessee, I'm good to go, but don't be asking me about baseball. Don't ask me about what the Yankees going to do with, with Aaron Boone. Don't be asking me about what Serena exactly. Williams' next tennis match is going to be. Like, I'm sorry. I love you, but if you have an opinion on, on the Yankees bringing back Aaron Boone, I'm not going to take it that seriously. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> you, man. But, well, I know you don't pay attention, so, yeah, so hey, why, sh- why should I? Just yeah. like if you ask me about – what sport do I not pay attention to? If you, if you offensive ask. line making – offensive lineman making – you know, two hundred no five hundred and six snaps and not getting, not allowing a sack. No, that's just me not wanting to jinx somebody. But if you if you ask me about rugby and and my opinion on on a rugby team, 
and I, I and I sit here and act like I'm giving you a serious answer, you should look at me with a swaying face and not take. Or here, here's a here's how it applies to me. If somebody asks me a a political question and I sit here and try to give a serious answer on politics, oh man, that that's when you should you. look at me with a side eye because I don't pay attention to politics. I'm with like you. I, I, my my opinions on politics should come with a grain of salt because I do not pay attention. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, I'm, I got a forward. My forward goes to uh, DK Metcalf. I wanted to give him to him yesterday, but we didn't. We didn't have enough time. Um, in the in the Monday night football game or Sunday night football game, excuse me, between the Seahawks and the Steelers, uh, DK Metcalf caught a pass on the sideline, uh, did not get out of bounds, and wound up fumbling. Shannon Sharp, who is part of that national media, um, tweeted out, what was DK thinking? Why try to play hero ball? Metcalf saw the tweet in the morning and quote tweeted him and says, stop questioning me, little boy, (laughs) with a crying, laughing emoji. Stop questioning me, little boy. Wow. Uh, Sharp came back and says, it was a dumb A play. Pray that this is nothing to question. That was a dumb A play. And your pride won't let you admit it. You can't question anything I've done. Pray your resume will be complete as mine. Pray. Enjoy the rest of your day. And then DK responded and says, from the looks of it, I can wipe my poop emoji with yours. Continue to gossip. You washed up wannabe. Here's where it gets great. And where he gets the for what. Not, not that he didn't already get it for what for the little boy comment and wiping the butt part. So DK sent that out at uh, 153 October the 18th. He then tweets out at 241 on the same day. So a couple, you know, a couple minutes went by. About, <laughs> about, about 45 minutes to an hour went by. And then DK says, you know what? You're right. Laughing emojis. I do pray my resume can match up with yours with praying hands emoji. Hashtag work in progress, baby. You know what DK Metcalf did? He Googled Shannon Sharp and said, oh, snap. What have I done? <laughs> Let me shut up and backtrack. He got on Wikipedia and saw Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, and said, oh, 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 let, let me back up like Terry. You you right, Shannon. My bad. <laughs> so I'll give a DK for what, man. I'll give a DK for what. How do you, how do you not know? Shannon Sharp, first place, which is which is just just crazy to me, just crazy to me. Well, it it also, for being honest, shows that Shannon's a little older. Like I didn't grow up watching Shannon Sharp play. Still, he's like. But see, I know Shannon Sharp. I know he was a great tight end, but like I didn't, I I couldn't recite you his resume. I, I don't. I, I, I don't need. I don't need. Him. I don't need to know his resume to know that. Hall of Famer? Oh. Play before me? 
and what Shannon was saying was right. But see, I don't think of Hall of Famer off the top of my head. That's fine. I, I don't know that's Shannon fine, like that. that. I think of him as the broadcaster, and I bet DK does too. But that's but that's fine. And I think this this points to a problem in society is that a person can be right and and give you some constructive criticism. But people will get up swinging, fight back without even reading it, listening to it, taking it in, letting it help you. They'll just get up swinging because they can't take constructive criticism. They can't take it. Mm-hmm. It could be the best advice ever that can, that can change your life, change your career. But it's the fact that someone's criticizing you don't even listen to it. You just you just get up and start start throwing hands. You got a comment to make. Oh, you're gonna deflect. Now you're gonna change the narrative. Oh, what about you? Well, this is what you did. You didn't do that. Let me go dig in your past and tell you what you did back then. Maybe what I'm saying to you is true. It can help you. How about you humble yourself a little bit and listen first? That's all I'm saying with DK. Just just listen first. Even if it's not Shannon. Maybe the dude is right. I get criticized. I get people hit me with stuff. Most of the time I see it. Sometimes I don't. Um, I hit the mute button. I don't hit the block button unless it's something racial or disrespectful or something like that. But I don't hit the block button. I don't remember the last time I blocked somebody. It's probably been years. But I, I hit the mute last bu- night. I hit the mute button. But, but like, I, I, I take in constructive criticism. I ask people I respect and, and value their opinion – I asked them about things I could do better. I asked them about things that I've messed up on. Like, I take that constructive criticism because I'm, I'm used to that because of my playing days. Because every time you have a good game, there's always a coach that's telling you the few things that you could have gotten better on. And I take that same approach now. So, like, hey, man, it's, it's constructive criticism. Just take it. Roll. Go get better. All right, let's go to the phones. Who we got? Andy. Andy's on the phone. Andy, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Andy. You know, when I seen the uh, thing about Pruitt's lawyer yesterday, I was like, oh, snap. Like, I don't know about you, Jason, but I feel if Tennessee don't pay him, I feel it could get really, really nasty. Now, Ooh, I'm sorry, nasty. I'm, I'm going to explain why I feel that way. Okay. For one, you know Pruitt knows a lot yeah, about because he did it. Nick Saban <laughs> and Kirby. Yes, sir. That's right. And I feel that there could be a lot of other stuff because why would he put a booster's name in there? Why would he put Bobby in there? And why would he put Rick Barnes in there? That interested me. I'm like, 
So what? What? How does Tennessee handle it? If If Tennessee feels that you know they have no worries, then yeah, absolutely. You know, don't pay him, and then let Pruitt take down Georgia and Nick Saban. But then, if there's things that they feel they're scared about, then maybe they should. I I don't know. It's, I'll, I'll say this. It's going to be very interesting how this goes down. Yeah, yeah, Andy. Um, what I would do is I, I would tell Pruitt and his lawyer that he's number one, the same way that the fans told Lane Kiffin that he was number one when he left the field on Saturday. That's what I would do. And say, bring it on. By throwing things at him? No. I said telling him that he's number one. Telling him that he's number one. That's what I would do. Letting it, that's what I would that's what I would do. So Tennessee has known about Pruitt going out getting legal representation, knew that this was coming, and had weeks, 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 and weeks to settle before it got to this point. They ain't doing it. They're not doing it. Andy, wake up, man. <laughs> we we turned over here. Is what is what Mark Packer would try to say. That's what K Major saying yesterday. We 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 got energy over here, Andy. You gotta wake up, man. We're gonna start playing some music behind your calls, man. We might need to start playing some techno. We might need to start playing third down for what behind Andy's phone calls. If he's gonna call in and have sleep. Be fitting. <laughs> Andy, wake up, man. We're going to play third down for what behind your phone calls. If you call in, have sleep. It's 9 o'clock. Let's go. Let's go. Speaking of that, um, our fundraising goal, I said that uh, we're going to try to get 10000 before the end of the show. We still have a half hour left in the show, and we are uh, pushing 11000 We are at 10635 So, uh, we 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 moving right on along, man. From the start uh, of the show, I forgot how much it was at the beginning. With five or six, something like that. Three, four. I forgot what I said. I gotta check the tape. Well, it was you said it was three, and then when our buddy called in, he said it was at five. Yeah, because I ref- it was a three, and I refreshed, and it was at five. And now it's at it's at ten six. Nice. Yeah. So so it was at it was at like thirty. 836 um, when we first talked about it. So uh, there we go. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. $250,000 is the goal to East Tennessee Children's Hospital. Swain Event, be right back. Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 
Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Good morning, Swain Event crew. Fall is here, and according to the big box stores, it's Christmas time, too. This time of year is traditionally a busy one for the East Tennessee real estate market, and it will continue through the end of 2021 as well. Most people think the holidays aren't the right time to buy and sell. However, it is one of the best times to jump in the market. To find out more, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, at 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including 
rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Our telephone number is 865-255-03. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Let's get to the phones. Let's get to Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, individuals. Good morning, hey. sir. Hey, I'll tell you what. Thanks, uh, thanks for what you're doing there for the children's home, uh, I just, uh, I knew that you'd do what you, when time, whenever it come time, you knew what you needed to do on that. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, I, I was thinking, uh, I've got, a, I got a football question, so, uh, this, I was thinking, let me get through it, and then I'm going to ask you a football question. I was thinking the other day when, when I was at the game, and, and I was there in front of the statues, and, and uh, I seen you coming up through there. Had the two girls in you, one on one hand, one the other, and the oldest and uh, nearly as tall as you uh, walking walking through there. And, and I hollered at you and talked to you a few minutes. I was thinking about Ben and uh, uh, the fundraiser we had, and we raised, uh, I believe it was six. Uh, trips for him to come to South Carolina to Atlanta uh, to get his treatments. Uh, was able to do that. 
and all of what Vaughn Nation has done, Vaughn Twitter's done, and uh, thinking that's what we is, you know, that's who we are. So I, I was, I thinking that during the during the game, that, that picture I sent you, I was, uh, you know, taking it all in, and my son-in-law took that picture and sent it to me, which made me realize that just uh, how special it was uh, in that period of time, but. You're, you're, you're the man. You're the man. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. But anyhow, I appreciate you. But anyhow, the question I'm going to ask, I, I watched the, you know, on YouTube, you can see everything. The two-minute drill, Austin uh, and, uh, and them do. Uh, uh, Austin and Brent. In there. Yes, yeah. And, uh, of course, you can see the prime and you see the show and all. Uh, but anyhow, uh he was indicating that uh, our quarterback may may not be as hurt or as injured as we thought, uh, and there's possibility that we could have him this week. I didn't know for sure if they was going to this week, but that's good news. If that's uh, if that's uh, if that's true, I didn't know if you knew anything on that or not. But how many how many that's been injured do you, do you expect back? This uh, this game, and there's a possibility that we'll maybe get our quarterback back. Yeah, yeah, Tucker, man, I'm not I'm not really sure who um, who all uh, I'll be back. I think we can um, guesstimate um, maybe the, the Nico Slaughter. He's been out. I don't know that 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 one's been weird. He's warmed up the past. Well, he warmed up against. South Carolina looked awful going through warm-ups, not in terms of football stuff, but just was practically going through warm-ups on one leg. And then, if I recall, he did not go through warm-ups against Ole Miss. So, I, I don't know. But to Turkey Man's point about Hendon Hooker, Austin Price, and Brent Hubbs on their two-minute drill yesterday after media availability and after Tuesday morning practice shared that Hendon Hooker is, is trending in a much better direction than – anybody anticipated at least outside of the program better than anybody anticipated and maybe safe to assume that that he's questionable instead of doubtful which may not seem a big difference but it is a big difference between doubtful and questionable and that is because as Austin uh, shared on on the two-minute drill yesterday on VolQuest Hendon was able to do a good bit in practice on Tuesday was able to do far more than really anybody was expecting. And if, if you're practicing a good bit on Tuesday, I think that's a, a really good sign for, for Saturday availability on Saturday. So uh, we'll, we'll see. That's, that's obviously a, a great development for Tennessee. Hopefully it comes to fruition and, and he can play on Saturday now, yeah, man, by Friday, it's going to stress me out all all day Saturday. By Friday, he'll be one hundred percent, be uh, fine. And going pro- back to your your theory, it, I mean, it's 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 true. I know, I know. I just it's I true, it's man. It's true. I'm, it's I true. I think it's funny. I if if Hinton does play, I'm going to be so nervous throughout the entire game Saturday night. I don't know how I feel about him playing. To be honest, I'm 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 with you. I, I like that Josh Heupel doesn't have that bone in his body to where he'll he'll just concede a game to to get ready for Kentucky. But, 
But also, they're they're not going to throw him out there if they don't feel comfortable. Listen, Tennessee was thrashing South Carolina, and Hendon had what twenty something carries, and I was nervous about that. And I was like, "Yo, we don't really need to give him any, you know, all these carries. We have running backs because he's so important. He he is he is so um, valuable for this offense and team success." I said that that week, and then Hendon gets hurt at the end of the game, and what happened happened. There's not a doubt in my mind that if Hendon was in there, Tennessee wins that game against Ole Miss, and we score a touchdown. And he, I don't know if Tennessee wins just because of the time on the clock and how far Tennessee was away that, needing a, a touchdown. You needed a minor miracle there. But I, I know that Hendon doesn't jog out of bounds or – doesn't take off running in the first place. I just definitely fair to say that. I just have confidence that the Hennon would have got would have got it done. I I do too. It's just I mean, there's like twelve seconds. I know. Left. I get it. I get it. I, and they I were get still thirty, forty yards away. I understand. I understand. Two plays from that from where we were. I just I feel like we would have got it done. Definitely right. feel better. That's for sure. Yeah, that's. I as far as the other guys, I I I don't know. I I don't know about the other guys. I mean, Tyon, unless they're just playing some gamesmanship. I mean, seemed close to being able to go this past weekend, so maybe he's good to go this weekend. Yeah. Cade, I, Cade probably doubtful at, I, at this point. Cooper, doubtful. Trent, who else? Elijah Simmons. I just – I don't know. There, there hasn't been a, 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 a really any buzz there. Listen, coaches are not going to openly, easily – share information about injuries in the middle of the week. So uh, it's really hard to answer those questions right now, really from anybody. So um, let's, let's, let's wait till we get to Friday, and we'll have a better, better idea. All right, let's go back to the phones. Vaughn Storm. good morning. This should be called Set Your Starter Saturday. You know Hypo don't, don't believe in that. How much? No way. I'm starting Hooker, the Mays boys, Tyon Evans. Uh-uh. Imagine if college football coaches had, had to give an injury report like the NFL. Oh, dear Lord. Honestly, like, they, they would not like it, but it would decrease the level of stress in their life and make things a lot easier on us. Well, I mean, you, you know, you think about it, in the pros, the – if you're already in the playoffs and you have a couple of games to the end of the season, you set your starters to get ready for the playoffs. Right? Ball storm. You know, you, you, you know a Josh Heupel who played quarterback at Oklahoma who's played in rivalries against Oklahoma, uh, excuse me, against Texas, against Oklahoma State. Man, you know he just doesn't subscribe to that. He's trying to build a culture. I, I get what you're saying. I I really do. Coaches don't think like that, though. But, Especially this coach. Maybe Butch thought no, like that. No, I know, I know. Doesn't. But I would just, I would almost look at this the same way you would play it against Tennessee Tech. You but, got starters in a hurt, you set them. But think of this: Tennessee may not win on Saturday, but how much joy is it is it going to bring you, Vossler? What is Hendon Hooker's favorite move when he is running? Yes. Mm-hmm. B. Yeah. B on the controller. 
<laughs> Imagine Hendon Hooker running down the field in Bryant-Denny Stadium, and, and here comes this number 10 trying to tackle Hendon Hooker and bop, B-button, spin move, and he breaks Henry To'o To'o's, or in that situation, Henry Uh-oh Uh-oh's ankles and, and just makes him look silly. Imagine how well, much that, joy that, that will bring the, you. The best way to break Henry Toto's ankles is to throw, throw a slant. slant. I knew that was coming. Right? <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, this is Bama week. I, it don't feel like I don't like the way I feel this, you know, this year, this week, on, on, on this week. Uh, you know, how y'all know how I feel about Alabama. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, there is there's a bigger goal. You have some more winnable games out there. Yeah, seven perspe- wins. Yeah, from our perspective, but from a player's perspective, from a coach's perspective, they don't think like us. They don't think they don't think like us. I used to think like that as a player, but now I gotta you know take a different seat as someone doing radio and, and see it at a different angle. But like I remember when I was a player, and I didn't I didn't know that we were underdog in any game. I thought we were the favorite in every game. In every yeah, game. We were. Well, we wasn't, but like I felt that way. But like listening to these guys last night on prom, like they they ready to go. And and let let me give the half the the last half full perspective, Vol Storm. Texas A and M was playing far worse football than Tennessee going into to that game in college station. Zach Calzada, I'm being dead serious when I say this was playing at a Joe Milton level of football before that football game. But and did they play Haynes King? No. no. He's hurt. Yeah, yeah He's but Haynes, Haynes King's knees all busted up. Hendon, Hendon's just banged up. There, there, there's a difference between busted up knee and banged up knee. So, like, I, 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 I get what you're saying about trying to, to rest up and try to knock off Kentucky from its high horse and, and, and whatnot. Like, I, I, I get it and, and agree with it, but it's college football. Bama has struggled with inconsistency this season. Look at the Florida game, nearly nearly lost. Obviously, the A&M game bit them. O-line didn't play all that well for Bama in, in that game. They, they've struggled to, to fit runs at times this year because – as smart as Henry T is on the football field, he does too much at times and gets his defense out of position, and teams have been able to take advantage of that. So A&M was playing worse football than Tennessee going into their game. Not at all saying Tennessee's going to win. I'm speaking to to Josh Heupel's belief and, and him trying to make sure all his chips are ready to go on Saturday. He sees that stuff, and he's going to try to do the same. Let me Let me add this to the conversation. The same way that fans looked at Joe Milton for running out of bounds, how do you think the players will look at Josh Heupel if he doesn't go into this football game saying, yo, we're going to beat these dudes and we're playing our guys to go do it? Like, if you see a give-up attitude in your coach as a player, I mean, that, that's not good in year one as you're trying to build a culture. And, I, again, I'm saying this with understanding of what you're trying to say, Volstorm, because – Alabama is three, four times better than us, right? But we're talking about sending a message, setting a tone, building a culture, never giving up, fighting to the end. Players can pick up on a coach not doing that and not practicing what he preaches. 
So, we'll see. Why you got to throw logic into it? Jeez. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you've definitely changed becoming a broadcaster. Jinx and Jerome Carvin last night. I'm so- <laughs> Former Vol. What up, man? <laughs> nah, man. Nah, former Vol receiver, man, who, who does radio and does TV. Hey, but it was I fun with Jerome Carvin. Not this weekend after you jinxed Jerome Carvin. I ain't jinxed him. It, it, it's going to be a Brandon Kennedy first it, play of the it, West Virginia game type of moment. He I appreciate you. If, Carv, if Carvin gives up a sack, you will be known as former ball. He appreciated me showing him love and recognizing it. No. I'm, I'm recognizing what you said. I just read what was on the press release from Tennessee. Guys, before I go, uh, make sure that Turkey Man knows that the uh, charity is going towards the children's hospital, not children's home. See you, boys! That's important. That that is important. I think Turkey Man. I think he's. I think he knows that. He had a crispy start moment. That's all. We all have it. All right. Um, who's next? Jay. Jay. Good morning. Blaine, the right Reverend Rick Barnes had time today, did he not? He had time. To get whatever that was on his chest off his chest and set it with his chest. What is Jeremy Pruitt's strategy here? To get as much money as he can by bringing everybody else down around him. Well, they they were doing this. Why am I being punished for it? I don't I don't think Rick Barnes bends the rules if, if he does maybe that much but even if he does he's been doing this long enough he's not a complete smooth brain idiot like Jeremy Pruitt is he's done it into a to a degree where the NCAA ain't gonna be able to uncover anything he's been doing this long enough now I've always heard Rick's had the reputation of he doesn't really bend the rules he runs a clean program um but, well, I mean, what would y'all do? Because a lot of people said that we should have just paid Jeremy Pruitt the buyout, not uncovered all this stuff and dug up all this dirty laundry and put our got ourselves in trouble with the NCAA, just pay him his buyout and then move on. Or, I mean, what would y'all do in this situation? Would you pay him 2 $3 million and then just be done with this? Or would you say no? and call his bluff and run the risk of potentially causing even more damage. At this point, I would not pay him. I maybe would have paid him at the beginning of this ordeal, as Swain pointed out at the time. You don't want other things to to come to light. You, you don't want other dirt to be uncovered. So I, I may have paid him just to get rid of the situation at the time. But now, at this point, I, I think you have to fight it as he's trying to smear Tennessee, trying to smear mm-hmm. people who work at Tennessee. I, I would try to fight it, and quite frankly, I, I would just try to end him, bury him, embarrass him, all of the above. Bring that's everybody, inter- bring, yeah, bring everyone that he's worked with in, in. Yeah. That's, in that's, the past. Yeah. I, I would, too. I would, too. I'd tell him to go drink bleach. And it's crazy, man. It's crazy because, like, there's folks on his staff that, like, that I liked, that, that you know, I was you know, cool with. And they have 
may seem like that they were fired for no reason. They make it seem like they're innocent. Like, dude, y'all, you got caught. You got caught. Yeah. Like we, like we know what goes on in college football, and we know what had to be, you know, done. Which you, which you have to play in the gray area. But you got caught. You got caught red-handed, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta pay the price there. So there's no need to be bitter at the school that gave you an opportunity that no one else in the country gave you. Like, no one else gave Pruitt an opportunity mm-hmm. to coach at this level, making that type of money. He blew it because he didn't make sure that the guys under him was operating better. Like, it's his fault. And he's out here trying to get money and extort Tennessee saying – yeah, I messed up, but what about these other people? He's not even trying to claim any innocence here. <laughs> that's the thing that, that's crazy about this whole situation. Exactly. He's owning it, but saying, hey, man, whatever. I'm just going to, you know, torch everything. I just want my money. Well, we'll see if it works out. But I'm, if I'm Tennessee, uh, that, that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not paying him anything right now. That guy ain't going to coach football for a long time. Not college. 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 Yeah, college. No, football. no. If, if ever. Yeah. Yeah, he better go and just take over, be the next Rush Probst, take over some high school powerhouse or something. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy's best best scenario is to be a defense coordinator in the NFL. That's, that's, that's his – he can make a lot of money. He can have family time, more family time. That would be best case scenario for him because unless he changes and learns a lot, and that's a big change to make, he ain't leading anybody. You're not organizing a, a group of, of men and and leading a group as a head coach. That ain't gonna happen. Very least he can do is just be a coordinator. Or the very, I think the very most he can do, excuse me, at the NFL level is be a coordinator, and make good money, and have time with his family. But wow, um, just 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 craziness, just craziness, man. It's never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Low T Center has reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and making it easy to get all of your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. It starts with an annual wellness exam, though. They don't just do the comprehensive health assessment. Uh, they do it all, but they do do the health assessment, so that way you know all the numbers that are important to your health. So if you're feeling tired, you're feeling grumpy, you notice a weight gain, also you have a loss of muscle mass, uh, these could all be signs of low T, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. So low T center can determine the cause and get you the help that you need. And they offer the self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a blood pressure um, monitoring cuff. Super simple, super easy with the guidance of the low T center professionals. The self-inject at home treatments are just $155 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. Low T Center and LowTCenter.com reinventing men's health care. Let's go back to the phones. Ooh, the phone lines are lit. They are litty over there, Ben. Can I say that? Can I say Litty? I'm too old. I'm too old. Charles before you. I'm too old to say Litty. Say something else. It's embarrassing. The phones are Litty. All right. 
Charles, good morning. Morning, Swain. How are you? What's up? What's up? Well, I want to go back and talk about Saturday night, and I'm going to try to make this story as short as I can. We go in. We're season ticket holders. We sit in W, which is on the home side about the five-yard line. Okay. We go in. We sit down for the game. We take our grandson. He's got a season ticket, and he usually wears noise-canceling headphones in really loud games. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all sitting there, and I don't know, I guess five, ten minutes before the game starts, these two very inebriated college girls come and sit down behind us. And we're sitting there, and we hear them, you know, going back and forth. Well, the, the girl leans down to my wife. Now, you've met us at, at your signing events. We've been there every year. We usually set up by the table where you and Ben are. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes, reaches over to my wife, and she goes, Hey, can he hear through those? And my wife goes, Yes. They're just noise canceling. And she goes, Well, blank. We wanted to cuss. We came to cuss. We're going to cuss the entire game. So I hope you can block out the noise from me. My wife turns around and looks at her and goes, Excuse me? And she goes, We're drunk and we came to cuss. And that was her, her whole philosophy for the entire football game. And I said and counted the amount of beers those two college girls drank. And at $15 a beer, or $13 a beer, they drank close to $150 a piece in beer during the game. Then they wonder why the student section throws things on the field. Is the money... They're making off the alcohol sales really worse, worth what happens during the games and after the games. Are we blaming that solely on the alcohol? No, I wouldn't blame it solely on the alcohol. I would say that is an adding factor. And I do understand that people drink all day before night games, and most of them are inebriated when they come into the game. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But do they have to continue to serve them? Do they serve beer in the student center? No, not when when they, um, you know, coming up and looking like they can't walk. Then, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't advise anyone to serve uh, anyone that, that looks like that. Um, at all now, you know, I've been, I've been in games where I've had um, my kid with me, and you know things things are said that I necessarily don't want my kid to hear, and you know I I understand that's kind of part of it. Your story made me think about the ticketing um, being restructured in the stadium and having a section for family. That's something that I know this administration has been talking about doing. So that way you don't experience that. Because there is a place 
for families, and then there's a place for cussing. It's <laughs> a place for both, right? Because it's a football game. Um, and you just, you know, you, you don't want your kids to be subjected to that. I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. I don't think any parent here would, would, would want that. Um, but at the same time, you respect other fans' uh, right to get loud and cuss and they want to. So you got to find a way to, to please both sides. The alcohol conversation uh, is an interesting one. I, I personally don't think you got to get rid of alcohol because of that situation. I do think you can make some modifications. Um, I think once you get to a certain point, you should be cut off. Um, I, I saw people actually being carried into the stadium on Saturday. They got it in so much, they needed help to get in. So, yeah, alcohol sales, yes, it's, it's good for revenue. But alcohol, you have to be responsible. You have to drink responsibly. There's always a limit. There's always a line. It's a line in drinking it. It's a line in serving it. And we got to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to allow people to, to have fun, have their alcohol, but at the same time prevent people from leaving the game drunk, right, getting in the car. We don't want anything to happen there. Or behaving in a way that maybe would be different if alcohol wasn't so easily accessible or wasn't sold for long periods of time. So I, I get what you're saying, Charles. I, I really do. Um, I, I just think it's not as easy and cut and dry for me to say, oh, we just got to get rid of alcohol because of what happened. I, I, I don't believe that right now. But I do believe that it, it, it forces us to have a conversation about limits for sure. For sure. Let's get to um, Daytona. Daytona, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. So I was, my, what I was calling about is I've kind of been in and out with the show today. I've been doing some stuff. But okay. uh, uh, I didn't know what that fundraiser was. And then to address the situation that, that the guy just called about, you know, I, I know people hate to hear me talk about vacations. But when we go on vacation, we go to all-inclusive resorts. Mm-hmm. And we tried to go to the resorts that are adult only. Uh, and that's not saying, you know, you guys know I have 14 grandkids, actually 15 now. I'm a great grandfather now. Uh, uh, but we, you know, when we're going on vacation, because we're in our 50s now, we, we, we try to go to the all adult places. But there's some resorts that, you know, have sections that are, families and sections that's all adults mm-hmm. and you know people i don't I, I don't think you know it's a lot different than when i was growing up because we didn't hear the type of language back when i was growing up that these kids spew out nowadays my grandkids the majority of them 85 percent of them know so much more at the age of 12 and 13 and below than i knew when i was 20 you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that people still use that type of language around kids, but, man, they're using it all day in school themselves. They're hearing it all day in school. 
Uh, it's very unfortunate, but it's, you know, Tennessee is not going to do away with alcohol because it is, you just said it, it's a great revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to police people, you know, how do you police 102,000 people when you have X amount of employees serving alcohol? You yeah, know? you just you just have the right people in place to refuse service if someone is, is, is staggering in line. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they may be able to come up with some kind of computer system where you can, they can, they can keep up with, like put your ticket in there and, you know, it keeps track of how many drinks you've had and then they can cut you off that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, kids nowadays hear it all day, every day. And, you know, unfortunately, they use a lot of, use a lot of the language themselves. Yeah, yeah, right. they, yeah, that time. There used to be a time when, like, and I remember when I was a kid, and I would, I would hear grown ups talk, and like, they would, they would talk like grown ups, right? And it, they didn't see me when they said uh, profanity, but when they saw me, they were like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." Oh man, like, ah man, you know, they, that's that's respect, right? That's you. Know, you you talk how you want to talk, whatever, but, like, when it, when it comes to, like, somebody else's kids and things like that, man, you, you know, you got to show some respect. And I think that's been lost a little bit. Um, I hate that happened for Charles. That stinks. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. And, um, next time you call, there's, there's a good story. But I hate, I hate that that happened to you, Charles, and, you can call back anytime, and uh, man, thanks for sharing your your experience. Right now, as we wrap up today's show, we started at around seven forty-five ish, bringing up Attaboy, and we sh- announced that we were backing and getting behind uh, fundraiser that was created by uh, Brent uh, Balzer about. Raising $250,000 for the East Tennessee Children's Hospital. At 7:45, we were right around what $36, $3,800. And I said earlier during the show that our goal was to hit $10,000 before we finish. Well, here we are at $10,04, and we are at $13,115. So please continue to donate, continue to share. We are on pace to get this thing knocked out in a few days. Can't wait to be able to hand a check to East Tennessee Children's Hospital and make a change, make a difference. And that's what Vault Nation is about. There's a small percentage that doesn't behave, just like with any large group, right? Saturday was not something that we were proud of. It happened. We'll take our punishment. We'll be accountable for it. But that's not who we are as a whole. Who we are as a whole is this. That's running to the fight. That is helping others with, that's in need. That's who we really are. That's the spirit of the volunteers. So let's show the world. Tomorrow, 7 a.m., we'll be back. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. For the great Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Peace. 
And much love. We are out.